This podcast is sponsored by Shine Pages, the easiest, prettiest, coziest marketing platform in all the land. Are you an entrepreneur looking to grow your online business, but perhaps you aren't the most savvy person when it comes to website development? Well, Shine Pages is the answer to your entrepreneurial prayers. Shine Pages isn't just any website builder. It's an online marketing platform built specifically for non-techie coaches, consultants, and creators just like us. We wear so many hats as entrepreneurs, so instead of stressing about how the heck you're going to build a kick-ass, gorgeous site that is effective too, use Shine Pages. This way you can just focus on your strengths. Imagine a site that automates everything for you. Well, good news. You don't have to imagine anything because Shine Pages is the real deal. Your new business is going to be set up for success right out of the gate because with Shine Pages, you are converting visitors to leads, growing your email list, selling digital products, online courses, and more. Cha-ching, honey. Shine Pages comes with easy to use but powerful tools, no coding required, and the most aesthetic, customizable templates ever. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Sign up for a free 14-day trial of Shine Pages at shinepages.com. Be sure to use our code SISTERPROJECT for 20% off of your first payment. And this code is valid through December 31st of 23. Now, don't dilly-dally. Shinepages.com is just one click away. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And we're so excited you stopped by for a visit. Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. (laughs) Our goal is to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy. Hey, you. Welcome to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren, your host, joined by my co-host and my real sister from the same Mr. Michelle. Michelle Mabel. That's right. Michelle Oh God, that was that was actually upsetting. Yeah, that's French. That's really yeah. Go ahead. I need you. Oh, I want you. I want you. Whoa! Was that terrible? Because in my head, it sounded better. It and I think that's what I love about you most is I believe in myself. You believe in yourself. Listen, that's even, all. Don't even, don't even break down my voice. It was perfect. Thank you. No, it was good. I'm not going to cut you down. I'm not Thank going you. to kick on you today. No. I think that you <laughs> led with such, such There's strength a lot of heart there. In there. <laughs> heart, passion. It may not sound good. good, but my heart loved it. Hey, um, listen, and I don't know if my French was right either. It so doesn't matter. It was a whole hot mess. Michelle, does anyone call you Mitch anymore? Does dad still call you Mitch? Um, and no, dad doesn't really call me Mitch. God, I don't even know if he calls me anything. I was just <laughs> Does like, he call you? Not really. Um, I, my friend Anna calls me Shelly. I think Cute. that's the, 
the last of my nicknames. And I, I have some friends. Shelly. And Mish. My guy friends from college call me Mish. Okay, I love that. I don't really yeah. have any. I've got like family calls Lolo. me Lolo. I mean, every, I feel like Maggie calls you Lolo. No, no, like, no. Maggie doesn't Fennel. call me Lolo. Okay. But the adults call me Lolo, which is kind of funny. Like my yeah. in-laws, that's it's cute. But I love when my closest friends, like there was one friend in particular, particular Megan, who calls me Lore. Like, I don't get lore a lot. Like, hey, lore. And like, that's how she'll write me a text. I'm like, it's kind of cute. I like that. I remember when I, when I called Hillary Hill and then I like (laughs) corrected myself and she, she saw it was in a text. Like I made a correction and she ended it with, you can call me Hill. Oh, and I was like, okay, okay. thanks. Thanks Hill. And you do. Or ho. You call her Hill Hill or ho. Or or bitch. Or bitch. Yeah. Or ho face. You know. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast, you guys. from love. What is what's your nickname? What do you want people to call you? All right, so we have a jam-packed episode as usual. It's cozy. It's filled with a ton of content that we are watching, listening to, and reading. And then we are, of course, are, t- are covering some of the um, hottest topics in the world as we see it. So put on your synf- your silver tinfoil hats. It's time to. <laughs> Mine is on. I've got Mine my tinfoil hat on right now. It's so tall. I'm a conehead. Um, don't forget, we have a whole candle line, Cozy AF. It's linked in our show notes. It's on our website, thesisterprojectblog.com. We are still in Soleil season. So if you're looking to kind of feel beachy and tropical still, pick up a Soleil. But if you are hurting for a squirting, meaning the fall vibe... <laughs> If you're hurting for a fall vibe squirting, then you know what? Pick up a harvest. They are on pre-sale. Okay, you guys, we've got so much to get to. Leave us a review. Be cool. We would love you if you did it. And we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Enjoy the episode. Um, I walked to Starbucks this morning before I like to go before the heat really sets in. And it was moist. It's so, it's very humid. It's very, very humid. Very thick. Very thick. Very thick and muggy. Glad to be in the, you know, people are, you know, in Italy, they're doing their summer, August, you know, July, August Italian holidays. And um, I don't, you know, I'm always jealous. Anytime I see anyone go anywhere, I'm like, oh, that must be nice. You know, good for you guys. I want to be there. I want to be with Mm. you. And then mm. this time I'm not jealous. I'm like, you, because here's the deal. Because the ocean's <laughs> a hot tub. And there's no AC. Like you walk no. into, you walk in, you're out in the hot, you come back into the hot. You don't, you're not getting relief in Italy, you no, know, while that, you're touring and experiencing the, the, the Dolce Faniente. <laughs> that, that reminds me of the time that I traveled to Italy the first time during this exact time of the year. Very popular. And... Um, we slept in rooms. They also don't have screens there. So like the windows are open and there's not a lot of screens in lots of places. And that's when we would sweat to death, basically sleeping half naked. And I was getting mauled by Zenzade. Zenzade. Yep. Yeah. Good well, times. happy to be here in Chicago where it's hot as hell and we have AC. Air conditioning and screens. So and screens. God is good. God bless everyone. Mosquitoes are a real bitch this, sum- this summer though. Okay. Now I've not noticed that at oh, all. In the city, Michelle, like, I mean, I have like you know what, though? wounds from it. Will's legs are covered in mosquitoes yeah, right they're now. They're feisty. So he's definitely getting nailed. Um, okay. So um, we took Luna to her first music festival, which was fun. Did we she went- bring her little headphones? 
Yeah, but Shizan, we didn't go that close to the stage. We did have Got VIP, it. so you you are closer to the stage, um, which I highly recommend. You're this when you're you know at this point in your life and you're bringing a kid, VIP is the way to go. Bathroom. Well, I don't mind porter potties. I love what? a good porter potty experience at a music what? festival. It is the. It's for me. It's pure nostalgia. I'll never forget going to bringing one of my girlfriends away, like back in like 2007. And she walked into the porter potty at Coachella and came out and she was like, Lauren, like almost like he had tears. She's like, I don't think I can do this. And I'm like, well, it's either you go or you don't. So be brave. And she was brave. But, you know, I mean, those things. I've never heard anybody say that they love. I don't love. I mean, it's a nostalgic. It's like very nostalgic. So here's my plan. Here's the deal. You take some toilet paper and there's bars you do realize that in the inside of a porta potty door there are there's bars to help you get up and down like maybe if you are unable to do that yourself okay um but i find that they're also very useful to put the toilet paper around hold on to the bars and squat and squat nice because there's some I control like there you know like if you're just squatting and you're drunk well, and that's how i do and that's it, how you fall is, in <laughs> i'm not touching anything no. i like use my leg to slide <laughs> yes. open the thing um usually there's no sanitizer in there so it's all they just have like gotten a, better they yeah you know what i haven't been in one in a you while you know i think because of covid hand sanit- sanitation is like a, a like a high priority thing so mm-hmm. they, they usually have those um but it was a great couple days she had so much fun just like running not running around crawling around by the music she had a great time we had a good time and i will say out of observation bucket hats are back you were seeing these around everywhere a lot of people are really, really men, women especially men, men boys. especially men men and bucket hats it's like a thing <laughs> like are you talking about the bucket hat that's more like narrowly fitted around your head or are you talking about those the ones a that bucket are hat. okay look it up it's just because, a bucket remember when we wore like i don't know if they were real or fake those burberry bucket hats yes, that mom would yes, buy for us i think she about. bought them out of the trunk of a car of that lady's car a, that a lady's was also car in westchester fake Louis yes Vuitton's. our mom yes. totally oh bought God. fake or fake hot. or stolen don't know fake or hot we fake don't or, know <laughs> but she would come home with bags full it was kind of insane I remember being like my, you know, our, I felt like I, my mom was kind of doing a lot of layaway for me for clothes <laughs> yeah. at like Marshalls and TJ Maxx. And then like the income stream changed a little bit. And all my younger siblings were wearing like seven jeans we and like, hot, and hot, like fendies. hot fendies. And I was like, this seems so different from what I had going on in the early days. Yeah. Well, if she were alive today, I would ask her to go pick me up some hot bucket hats, but they're and back. She Just so, and she would. Um, and then um, before we um, catch up on your side, I have to give a shout out to Hoosier Mama, Hoosier Mama Pie Company. Have you ever had a pie from their pie shop before? Is it possible that Hoosier Mama Pies possibly could have been sold at Dollop in the city? Probably. Yeah, I, 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 I think there's only one. Oh my God, they are mind blowing. Now, here's the thing. I'm actually not that big of a pie person. Anthony loves a good pie. Like, what's his fave? He loves, like, key lime pies, berry pies. He's really into that kind of genre of pies where I'm not into it. But he was like, I've got to grab a pie to bring to a friend's house. And he told me on the menu is a passion fruit meringue. And I love passion fruit, like, obsessed with it. And it was, oh, no, you know, I mean, people that were like, I'm not really into it, Mm. were, it is, their meringue, it's like, 
almost like it's just like marshmallowy. It's like that, a li- that, my it's, mouth is watering. For, oh, was it tangy? Is is tangy sweet? T- and then you get like that sugary creaminess from the meringue. It is mind blowing. I'm getting Yum. another one this weekend to bring some else. I can't stop thinking about it. So I just wanted to put them here on the map because you know people are always going to like summer festivities. Festivities when you're thinking about Labor Day and whatnot, go grab a pie from Who's Your Mama. This is an unsponsored shout out. I just I love I'm obsessed. That. I love that. I um I I don't have access to the Who's Your Mama pies, but I do have access to my neighbor Peggy, who is an incredible um peach cobbler maker. Oh yum. And I love a good peach cobbler. Peggy has um been there for me a couple times in the last week because I dislocated my finger <laughs> and she had to drive me to the hospital. And then Mia had a severe ear infection and Peggy's my nurse neighbor, whatever. Mm. So um I got a bushel of peaches. And those are going on her stoop. Oh, and it's hopefully, hopefully. Wait, okay, are you giving them to her to make I, for, for her make family? Her, for or her you family. Hope, no, and no, are you and hoping? I'm hoping, and I'm hoping <laughs> that she will also give me a corner. <laughs> wow, are, is it peach season already? It's they're they're coming in hot at the farmers. All market. right. Now speaking of the hot. farmers, the farmers market, you were kind enough to share one of your stuffed Melrose peppers mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about this. If our if our friend Linnea is listening, she is the first friend of ours to tell me about a Melrose pepper. And I'll be honest, yesterday was the first time I ever ate it, and it was insane. Right. I mean, like it's mild, so funny. Mild, mild in like, flavor. Mild in flavor, good flavor, kind of just the, but not a green pepper flavor. So for all those green pepper haters out there, and there are some. More mild. Um, this It's a mild, delicious, uh, like thinner, yes. simpler, tender, more tender pepper. Anyway, this is the deal. These things are a big deal in Chicago. Mm. And I did a little bit of a deal. And then I'm like the same person when I go to the farmer's market. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the Mal- there's a whole bushel of Melrose peppers. I just, it's because we're from Chicago and this is a thing. Yeah. So um, naturally I grabbed a bag and I picked up some sausage from Jake's Country Meats and I did a little research online and then I kind of was like, come on, you can like come up with something. So I kind of sort of created my own thing. This is the easiest recipe, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, a pound of, of any Italian sausage. I threw in a handful of shredded mozzarella that I had here just to mix it up. You could add oregano. You could add fennel. Yeah, you can get you pretty could, creative with it or could, just keep it like basic. Keep it basic. I feel like a red chili pepper. At 1,000%. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're on the right track. Got it. I, I Whatever your little heart desires, I um, stuffed. So then what I did is I just cut the top off, cleaned out the mm. ribbing, and sort of cut a slit in the pepper, not completely, but just enough to kind of open it like a little suit co- coat. You know what I'm saying? A suit coat. Like a little, like a, like a little, like, like a, a little, flasher, like, a, like someone's like, who yeah, guess like, what? Someone's like, look at my boobies. <laughs> and inside is just this open space for you to put the sausage in. Uh-huh. Okay. Sprinkle with a marinara sauce, your homemade tomato sauce, my simple sauce from the sister. It's on the blog. Shredded mats, oh, whatever. Little and just pop it in the oven. Grated parm, oven four hundred degrees, twenty minutes. Bada bing, bada bang, boom. You're bing, done. Bing, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> I, Michelle and I go back and forth. When you said marinara, you said marinara. Marinara, exactly. And you guys, we here in Chicago, we have. Jewel, which is like was the original like grocery store and hot take here. Just so you know, they're spicy. Ask 
get a, you know, do a little survey. A lot of Italian women and people that cook with Italian sausage love Jules spicy Italian sausage. It's a thing. Like that's another no. Chicago. My in-laws, my, our good friend, Mary Claire, that that's is a so thing. Funny. Yes. So maybe try that next time okay, because you know, I, I know will. you like your Jake's country, but I feel like this is, it's, it, it might just be a good option. Listen, I have used it before. I've used the spicy and the mild yeah, Jules people sausage love and it. like soups and stuff like that. Yeah, yep. squeeze it out. Um, but listen, I have a little. I have a little Melrose history. So oh, tell us. Yes, from yes, Chicago, yes. and maybe someone cares. I care. Um, so, you guys, this is the deal. These Melrose peppers are mainly grown in Chicago, um, and that's partially because these peppers were actually their roots are back in Italy and brought <sighs> over by a couple of Neapolitans, Joseph and Lucia Napolitano, Ooh. and that was back in 1903. So, in the olden days, so they brought were, seeds. They brought seeds, and Lauren. Our relatives have brought seeds. Dad used to have his hands in some little spicy, oh, cherry. Look at our family pep- getting hot purses. Hot you purses, know. seeds from the old country. International seed Yeah, well, now, good news. You don't need to get seeds from somebody because you can just go to your local cool. Mariano's or... Oh, so they have them in the... Okay, time. see, I didn't realize that they were like in the grocery store. Like, I've actually never really seen them or looked for them, but I will because I think I'm going now to do... Now is the time. Yeah, I'm going to probably do like a vegetarian, like a vegan sort of stuffed pepper kind of thing. Love it. Yeah. It will be delicious. Well, something that you want to, we want to point out here is you said that they grew them specifically in Melrose Park and right. That's kind of how they got their name. Yeah. And I yeah, have some, man. I've got some good old friends over there in Melrose Park. That's one of the more Italian populated um, corners of the suburbs. Right, this it's a is suburb. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. All right, so good to catch up with you. I always feel like um, uh, Hoda and Jenna when we do like our quick catch up. How was your weekend? And then dive into hard hitting content that we have um, consumed on behalf of our. I like to say that we consume the content, so you don't have to. Uh-huh. But if you want to, you can. And I encourage all of you that if you like what we're listening, like what we're telling you, dive in deeper. I always put the links in the show notes, so it's easy for you to find and. Hop on board with us. Um, Michelle, are you reading anything new and noteworthy? No, I'm not, Lauren. Good I'm for reading you. nothing. It's I'm, okay. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm doing a lot of writing and I'm doing a lot of watching and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But that's where we are. Um, I am reading my book, Know My Name, but I'm also reading um, I, my articles on my Apple News and I found a really good one. It's called The Gravitational Pull of Supervising Kids All the Time. And I believe it's from The Atlantic and it's kind of lengthy, but it talks about like helicopter parenting and what happens with kids if they are like, way too overly not just protected yeah kind of protected like this this individual and there were psychology input as well just talking about like how 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 it's kind of could be hard for a child that is constantly supervised and like all hands on to gain some independence um and as they get older make some decisions for themselves and plan some stuff for themselves and experience things without the hovering of a parental whether it's physical or it's you know um conversational like let them kind of experience the world so that when they become adults and as they get through, you know, adolescence and whatnot, that they have a little bit more um, experience with independence and not like, well, where's my, yes, exactly. And you actually shared a really good tip the other day, I thought from, I don't know if a friend of yours told you about, what was it? Stay out of it. 
That's right, Lauren. I was talking to one of our good friends, Abby's mom, who is a loyal listener here to hey, Cozy Abby's Conversations. Mom. She is the mother of three daughters. They're all grown now. And we were having a conversation in the backyard last summer, actually. And I asked her, like from mom to mom, I said, what is your best advice um, to parents? You've obviously done it. Your kids are grown. Your girls are thriving in life. And she said, honestly, and she didn't skip a beat with her answer. Mm. She knew it. She right out of the gate. And she was like, stay out of it. Mm. Let your kids navigate life on their own. Yes, there are going to be moments when you are going to have to step in. Mm. You'll know. But there are going to be things on the daily that they are going to have to manage. And it is, uh, it's none of, it's none of your business. I like that. And I think that is also reminiscent of what our Swedish friend was telling us a couple months back about how, you know, a lot letting her kid, he's 17, go grocery shopping for his lake weekend away. And that the moms don't have to go and pull together a grocery shopping list so that they're, almost adult boys will be able to be fed. Listen, if they end up eating bologna sandwiches because that's all they got, then that's all they're going to eat. You know, like that's where you, I, I found this article to be in, in your friend Abby's mom's um, remark there to be really inspiring. And also it, there's so much pressure to be on your kids. And I've got like, you know, one that's about to start walking soon. And I can feel that like sense of like being everywhere. And yeah, you don't want them to get hurt, but there is like this kind of, this article gives you permission to step back a bit. And does it touch? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What does it touch on? Does it touch on it? Does does it talk about the why that parents do it? Is it a control thing? Anxiety. Oh, it's so fear-based. Okay. Okay. But then what that does is transfer that fear to the children as well. So, and I know people in my close in my life whose parents and same here in different ways have have passed that on to their children. So if your mom is scared for you to cross a busy road and doesn't let you do it till you're 21, now you're living with this anxiety and this fear unless you can break free from it. So it was a really poignant article. I'm going to put in the show notes. It's def, it's longer, like I said, but definitely worth the read. Mm, mm. Yeah. Good share. Love that. Thank you. I'm just thinking about that now, like more as I'm, I'm, we're processing that topic. And for me, I think that as a parent, there's an area that I tend to um, probably helicopter and it's in this overseeing of making sure that everyone's doing what they need to be when it comes to school. And the fact is, is I know that my kids know what they need to do and they are turning and growing into these really like responsible, like young people. But I think that that is driven by fear and my own insecurities as a student when I was going through it. And so that's where I'm trying to like, pull back a little bit go well right let them go and guess what if they don't do an assignment and get it in and then the teacher calls upon them they have to deal with not turning in and a homework assignment right you know so let them experience because listen when we get to the real world and like you're working and getting your shit done like when you're in your 20s and 30s yeah mom and dad aren't like wiping your your butt wiping your ass No, some, there no, are some, some out there. And they're still living in your basement. <laughs> and they're still living in your basement. Exactly. Let's, 
Okay, you guys. So Michelle really inspired me this week to tune into something that I would not normally tune into. And she, Michelle, I have to tell you, I had the best time watching the U.S. Women's, well, the Women's World Cup FIFA. Is it FIFA or FIFA? It's the FIFA Women's World Cup. I mean, this is where we're coming from. FIFA. But that is FIFA. FIFA faux fum. Tomato, tomato. This is the women's national team fighting for the World Cup title. Again, because they are the most winningest team in Mm -hmm. women's U.S. World Cup or women's World Cup history. So, Michelle, I have to tell you my experience in watching this. You know, I was waiting. You said it started at 9 p.m. So I did all my things and I was like, okay, I want to start from the beginning because I want to see like the, you know, you know, like the kind of enthusiasm from each country and whatnot. The fanfare fanfare. just like the whole showmanship of it all. Yeah, I mean, so I got past that part. It's cool. It's watching them, you know, do the national anthems and seeing the pride from each, you know, from each team and whatnot. Um, And then it got into the game and these women are fucking awesome. Now I I was like, well, I was texting, I was texting Michelle questions. I'm like, I don't understand why someone (laughs) offsides if they need to run and get the ball anyways. Like I, I've played AYSO for like 10 years when I was like from like five to 15, boring, hated it, which is so sad. But um, Michelle, thank you. I I can't, everyone listening, tune in. I think August 1st is their next game. So that might be past it. And they're playing Portugal. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I want to live in Portugal. Um, (laughs) But this was, they played, the U.S. played the Netherlands and I have to say I love the Netherlands uniform that color that's like my summer color it's kind of like a coral beautiful like from head to toe they were in this coral badass uniform and I was kind of vibing the Netherlands as a team too I just there that was a team I really freaking want (laughs) I was like holy kip and they they were giving it to the United States like they both were there's there's a lot of back and forth now about this so that game ended in a tie and we were actually down first which is not how the United States is typically used to going into games are they usually there and just kicking ass right away well they're not down they are not down and we are in a transit they're never down and we are in a transition phase we have a ton of young players on the roster i mean we have players as young as 18 and then as old as can be their mother that's how how old is that like 45 38 Okay. Well, they can't, she can't so, be. Oh, I guess she could be. Well, how can she I'm be there? Okay, got it, saying, got it, got it, got it. You know, it. like there's there's a very there's a twenty year range, and that there. seems like it's a big range for athletes. Yes, on a you team. Know, but okay. Megan Rapino is still out there kicking butt. the shit out of people. And isn't Morgan? Isn't Morgan another one that was Alex carried, Morgan yeah. is a veteran. Yeah, there's mothers on this team. Amazing. Some, I, yes, Dennis but, Rodman's daughter is on it, and her name is Trinity, Trinity. Rodman. Mm-hmm. Um. I saw the coach who I don't know his name by any chance. Do you know his I name? I can't pronounce it. Okay. Yeah. Is he from some, he look, I thought he doesn't he seem like he's from Eastern I thought he Europe was or the something? Netherlands coach. I Same, thought he was no. like Dutch or something. Well, I saw the video of him calling up Trinity to tell her it's like a FaceTime that she had been chosen to join the team. And she, I mean, and you can imagine her excitement and she was just ecstatic. <sighs> it was a really cool thing to see. Um, so thank you for that for inspiring me and encouraging me to watch it because it was a blast. And I'm, I'm so pumped that you enjoyed yourself. I did. And I, I actually remembered 
that I had a I had a World Cup crush. How how is it every four years or two years? Mm-hmm. It's every four. Um, Ashlyn Harris. That was my oh, ba- yeah. oh she is oh, she's stunning. stunning. And she's stunning. so freaking cool. Like right now she's rocking like this oh, yeah. really short banged mullet, which typically yep. I'm not into, but on her, but I'm like, strangely, wow. you're like, you look you're hot. sexy. I'm so into you. Funny. I know. Um so they're playing in, so they're ho- being hosted, which I found this interesting, being hosted in both New Zealand and Australia, mm. which is, ah, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they're, I guess they're switching on and off, but last night's game was in Sydney, I believe. Cool city, by the way, been there. Um, no, uh, last night's game was, was it, in Wellington. Was it Wellington, Australia? Yes, yeah, but is Wellington, Australia or New oh, Zealand? Oh, maybe it's New Zealand. I thought they, I, I, listen, I believe I, Wellington, listen, you're new to this. I believe Wellington is, is New in Zealand. New Zealand. Perfect. I thought that that's what they were playing. Okay, cool. Probably. We've got 32 countries that are competing and that is the most amount of countries that has ever been in a, a Women's World Cup. Mm. Um, the U.S. has won four times in 91, 03, 15, and 19. Oh, so 19 was when Ashlyn Harris Harris was playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the most Correct. recent one. Correct. Um, and then the following countries have quali- qualified every single World Cup. Brazil, Germany, and this is in alphabetical order. They, I don't know why I'm even telling you that. That was a silly tip. Point. That's okay because we're looking at a list. Our listeners yeah. are not. Sorry, no guys. Worries. Brazil, Germany, Japan, Nigeria, Norway, Sweden, and the USA. Oh yeah. Um, this and this is so good. Um, your I girl Abby Wambach, who I called Ali Wombat uh, to Anthony. Awesome. Yeah, and awesome. Anthony started laughing so hard. It was so early in the morning. I barely had any sleep. We've had some sleep issues. We're fine. Um, but Abby Wambach is the second highest. World Cup score behind a Brazilian woman named Marta Vieira da Silva. Da Silva, yeah, she's epic. So she's, she's like a, a freaking badass. She's just a force. She is. She was one of my faves to watch back in the day. But I have to say something yeah. for people that are listening in, and if you have not taken up, t- taken the time to sit down and watch one of these games, you need to. It's so fun. These girls are so lovable. And my favorite to watch right now is Rose Lavelle, who plays center mid and has been coming off the bench. Okay. She's injured. They're trying to get her back. But I have to tell you, when that girl is on, when that woman is on the field, Mm -hmm. the game changes. She is one to be reckoned with. She is an actual, an absolute game uh, playmaker and she makes shit happen. And I'm hoping that we see her for all 90 minutes next game. Now, is she, is it possible that she was in the 2019 World Cup? Because yeah. I recognize her. Okay, cool. Yeah, so she, she was. was young when she was, I mean, she still is young. She's 28. Um, who is the blonde that got in a little tiff with the the Dutch Haram. player, and she ended up making that um, tie score. I believe that her was, name is. I mean, listen, there is some dirty. There is some dirtiness playing on the field. Like when Dude, they, she when, was pissed. Yeah, she was pissed. What's her name? Her name is Lindsay Haran. She's a midfielder. She's awesome. She, I just watched a little video about this girl, and I again am just reminded of the like eliteness but also the level of dedication mm. her and her they asked her question what 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 would your perf- how would you describe your perfect day and she was like i'd wake up i'd get coffee maybe with <laughs> me or my girlfriends wait i should probably say my boyfriend his feelings will be hurt if i don't say him my boyfriend <laughs> and then um probably go back and just watch football if i have a game i'd play that she's like but i just love to watch the so sport. she's obsessed 
she's obsessed and you can tell she lives it. She breathes it. She is the freaking dominator yeah. and I am obsessed. But yeah, Lauren, yep. before we wrap up this conversation about the, the, the national team, I want to play a little game with you that the Great. soccer players um, are the, the, the folks ask these girls as well. Okay. Um, if you were to dress for a soccer game, can you tell me in the order that your cleats and socks would go on? Um, would okay. you put your cleats, your socks on? How would you do it? Okay, Left, wait. right, cl- sock, cleat. Okay, or sock, I would. Okay. Sock, cleat, well, cleat. we've got shin guards too here. So yeah, let's I hear would it. put in. I would put on my my socks first left to right. And then I would put on my, from left to right, always my shin guards. I think my socks fold over it or squeeze in somewhere around there. And then I would put, I would put my shoes on my cleats. Ding, ding. Okay. You, you are an honorary member of the U S national team. Really? Did I get it right? Put your socks and shoes properly. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I'm shocked. Yes. If you would have said I put on my left sock first and then my left shoe and then go put on your right sock, you would have been thrown off. No, you match everything. You all, you keep everything up to pace. That was really fun. Okay. I I love playing that game. (laughs) I love games. You are officially a soccer hooligan. Well, I will keep tuning in and I'm totally on it. I'm liking their posts. Like now I'm in it. I'm in it for them to win it. But I also just love seeing all of these women come together on this world stage and show their shit. And kick, kick some ass. Some so ass. I'm. I want the U.S. to win, of course, but I'm proud of all of them and all of the countries, no matter what. Same. Right. Cheers to them. Go USA. Go USA. So speaking of the USA, I got Michelle. I hope that I don't know if you listened to the whole episode, but I, we're going to move into what we're listening to, and yeah. I literally almost cried at the episode. I, we are listening to a podcast called Field Trip, and it is a kind of like almost like a travel guide, experiential experience, if that makes any sense, to some of our country's most beautiful national parks. Mm. And um, what grabbed me first was the cover art. The cover art of this podcast is brilliant. It's It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, It really captures you in. And I specifically chose to listen to the White Sands National Park in New Mexico episode because my friend Maggie had gotten married there a few months back. So I wanted to learn a little bit more about the space that she and her wife um, married. Yeah. So, you know, and and she, she told me a little bit about it, but I wanted to learn more. This podcast is hosted by Washington Post's Lillian Cunningham as she journeys through the messy past and uncertain future of many of our parks. Um, in trips through five iconic landscapes, she ventures off the marked trail and beyond the park's borders to better understand the most urgent stories playing out in these places today. Along the way, she meets the people fighting to help these parks evolve and survive. Michelle, were you able to listen to the entire episode? No. So I, I started from the beginning. Oh, I okay. listened to the, I, I went, I was going in order and I started with the trailer and then I dabbled into the first one. And I just, I didn't realize this. I, I had always known that a president had started this park national park mm. system, but I did not know that that went back as far as president Lincoln was Wow. that he, if it I didn't know for that. him and this land Yosemite, would be like just taken over. Oh my God. We have him to thank for that. No and shit. I thought that that was really cool that he recognized. 
so, so, so long ago that there was some like unknown botany or what other kinds of like landmark things yeah. that he, that needed to be um, cataloged Preserved. and protected yep. and saved. Yes. That is so cool. Well, I, you Super have to cool. listen. You guys have to listen to it's great. this it's episode. It's very well done. It's, it's so great. well done. It's very calming. It's quite mm-hmm. meditative. There's a lot of kind of like added audio as well as the audio of like the sound of her walking. You could hear like those mm-hmm. kind of high crunching sounds. But something that I took away from this particular episode, which was so mind blowing, was that they found, are you ready for this? They found giant sloth footprints, giant sloth footprints, massive footprints, okay, from like thousands and thousands of years ago. On a dig? Was this on a dig? It's interesting. Like how, where were okay, they? so it's a really interesting question. And this was kind of hard for me to under, understand via audio. I need to see a photo, but they're almost like puffed up in the sand. It's and they're preserving them. They're not digging at them. I don't believe yet. They're kind of you know trying to keep them there and catalog them, like you said. But um, a, 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 at the same time, at finding these giant sloths, which that blew my mind. I was down with that. Like you could have ended the episode there, and I would have been happy. Human footprints. They found human footprints from thousands and thousands of years ago in this national park. And an expert that came to the park on his first visit, the weather was not cooperating. So he looked, he's like, I don't see anything. I don't think you have human footprints here. And he came, he's like, but I promise I will come back and I will look again at your space and see what you have found. He came back and he was like, I couldn't believe I could, he couldn't what? believe that what he was looking at. Now, what is so freaking cool? And this gives me like Were these extra wide footprints, like Fred Flintstone footprints. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I love that you asked that because specifically they think it was a woman and a toddler. And they said that you can tell that she was in a bit of a hurry because they, you know, they can, because what they do is they can like measure the pace of a person and they do this thing called, I forget the name, but it's something poetry. And what these, like archaeologists and diggers do is they start creating like a story of why it's really neat. And what happened is they see that she had put the toddler down, like maybe to like fix something or pick something up or arrange something. And then they can tell that she had picked the toddler like back up based on where the smaller footprints were stopped and started again. Isn't that, I mean, thousands. And this is, these are our ancestors that walked this land. I mean, it's, Honestly, it's mind blowing. I, was, I know. I need to know. I need to know more. I want to know. You have to listen. Where they were? I'm going to. That is fucking fascinating. Yeah, for me, it was kind of like I. I'm so needing to travel right now. It's something that I, I'm just craving, and this really is kind of filling my little bucket of for learning sure. more. And they do such a wonderful job on explaining what they're seeing. It's. And did you know that the white sand it doesn't absorb heat? Oh, and also it's a bombing site. Like they test missiles and bombs. It's, you guys, it's just, it's so cool. It's just amazing. Amazing. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor, Michelle. Yes. You know how they say when you have a baby that you'll never sleep again? Yes. I hated when people said that to me. So did I. But two months ago, it was the truth. Luna was waking up every night in the middle of the night, and we'd actually be going to bed feeling anxious knowing we'd be up in just a few hours. Oh my God, I sure don't miss those days one bit. Yeah, well, neither do I, because thanks to Kelly Murray's sleep, Luna is sleeping through the night, and we are no longer her bottle service bitches at 3 a.m., Plus, we're on a nap schedule. I don't even know what took me so long. I feel like a new woman. And you look like one too. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks. Honestly, Kelly Murray changed our lives and Luna's sleep for the better. Tell me more about the sleep expert. I'd love to. So here's the deal. You are assigned a sleep expert who guides you through a three-week training. You start with an audit of how your baby is snoozing, then it's go time. As a little family, along with our sleep specialist, we work to get Luna on a sleep schedule with soothing techniques and a program that proved to work. Michelle, she was sleeping through the night within two days. Amen to that, sister. You guys are really winging it there for a while. <laughs> We really were, but not anymore. And I have to say, one of my favorite aspects of the program was the Voxer support that comes along with the training. Voice messages for the win. I truly believe that was a huge part of the success. Oh, wow, we sure didn't have that 14 years ago. Well, because you're a little older, but that's neither here nor there. The entire experience actually left me feeling empowered and well-rested. I really am so happy for you guys. I was getting kind of sick of you yawning at all of our meetings. <laughs> so was I. Listen up, listener. If you are in need of sleep or have a little one keeping you up at night, visit kellymurraysleep.com for more information on Kelly Murray Digital Sleep Training Programs along with in-person training options for those in the Chicagoland area. And use our code SISTER30 for a free week of support when you book a private consultation and and 30% off the digital sleep program. Happy, Happy snoozing. snoozing! And now, back to our cozy conversation. All right, you guys, we are going to dive into what is happening in the world. And we've got a sad story and we've got another what the hell is going on story. So I wanted to bring this up because I it was super connected and um, like I felt connection with the singer. Um, sadly, Sinead O'Connor has passed and she mm. passed away at a very young age of 56. I have, I've followed, I have followed her since she made a presence um, way back when Michelle, I remember being, a I kid, remember, I remember watching MTV and mm -hmm. watching nothing compares to you over and over. Cause they played Same. it on repeat. Her face took up the screen and I just remember watching her I just feel like that song was my emo anthem. And it's, I just, and it's a beautiful emo it, song. Stunning. stunning it's a heartbreaking moving, song. Haunting, it's, haunting. it's heartbreaking. It's love. Mm -hmm. It's broken love. It's broken heartness. It's, it's wanting to be with someone but can't, wondering why. And I was listening to it today with Luna and crying like a loser. And I was thinking, you know, this can also be about... Um, losing someone in death. It doesn't, and not just romantic. I know there's a line that says, um, like, I think that she talks about seeing her therapist in this one line. And he says like, oh, he's an idiot about the person that left him. But still there's so many lyrics that I found very, um, relatable in regards to losing a mom or losing anyone or wanting more from people or whatever it might be. It's just, that's where it started for me. And then I remember the backlash she received when she tore up the photo of Pope Paul John II, I believe who John it was. Paul John Paul II. II. And she tore up his photo while singing like an acapella version of um, War. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end, she... And what she was doing, and I actually didn't realize mm -hmm. this as a youth, and now I understand Same. this, yes. that she was she was coming on a stage on SNL and being a whistleblower, she was saying like, Hey, the Catholic church, there is abuse on children happening. And until we do something about it, we need to defend and protect and raise awareness. And she tore up a photo in protest and, and she, she got was canceled. basically canceled. She was like, someone was saying that she was like the first female can't a first female canceled or first canceled female artist. And, um, it's such a heartbreaking a, tale, but she was one of, she is to me, one of the most inspiring human beings to ever walk 
the planet. I know that sounds like a big <laughs> statement, but she truly has allowed people into, and she has, she was, she had exceptional vulnerability where she has shared immense heartbreak and grief and mental illness. Yeah. Um, and she, you know what I find funny? It's like, we know that especially women, people love to hate and criticize women who speak up. If you start raising alarms, it's like, oh, fuck, we got to quiet them. We've got to boo them. What I want to know is if this was for, brought to brought to you, this, this information that there's a woman standing here saying there's abuse going on, why is there no like instinct reaction to say, wow, we got to ask some questions. Like she's, she seems really hell bent on sharing this information instead of going right to, we need to protect the other people. I don't know. And not, you know, do you know where I'm coming I from? Wish I, don't I, had a that. Good, I wish there was a good answer to that question right. because the good answer, the right answer would be the exact opposite response than the one that she received for being a vulnerable person, for sharing her story, for going through so much and suffering so much. Yeah. She was, there was so much, so much trauma in her life. There was a lot of trauma. Um, she, she was the middle of five kids, which I didn't realize. And I was like, wow, I just read that today. I'm like, maybe that's where there's like some sort of like energetic mm. spiritual connection. Um, she talks and I just ordered her book, Remembering, I believe it's her memoir. She wrote I just it. saw it in the old Amazon the, part. <laughs> you guys, I use Michelle's Prime. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Michelle. Lauren like Lauren like calls me and she's like, um, did you have a Stanley in your cart? And I'm like, oh my God, she's looking at my Amazon cart. I feel mildly violated. I was and actually, for no, I, order. I don't. And she goes, well, someone has a Stanley in your cart. I'm like, well, it's Mia. And it's, she's not allowed I'm because like, I told you we're, we're Yeti. We're Yeti family. We don't do Stanleys. Okay, <laughs> come on now. Let's not give into it. Um, but she talks about like the abuse she received at her, at the hands of her mother. And she talks about growing up in Ireland in this book, which I'm super excited to read. Um, but yeah, I thought that can, her, what, what were going to say? Can I want to know if you can shed any light on the story and her relationship with Prince because Did that you read was that? tumultuous. Yeah. And I don't, so he wrote, he wrote what song that he she wrote? Sang, nothing compares nothing to compares you. That was you. his song. Was and she, he, she went to his house that her story is that she went to her, his house he, she's like, he beckoned me at his house. She did not like men telling be, her what to do and be told what to do. She's a rebel. She was, no she was a true rebel. Exactly. <laughs> she was, you know, she rebelled against society, against a lot of things, the norms of what beautiful is. That's why she shaved her head, um, way back in the day. And then I, I think it kind of went with, um, her lifestyle later. Um, but yeah, it didn't seem like he and her, they butted heads. I think maybe he expected her to just kind of be like, Oh, do thank you. Yeah. And, and just, yeah. you know, kind of kiss his butt and she doesn't do that. You know what I also found exceptionally ironic was that when she tore up this photo of the Pope, there were men that came out, Frank Sinatra, Andrew Dice Clay, that's not surprising what he said. Um, even what's that little guy's name from Godfather, the small guy? Uh, gosh, I'm having a brain fart. In any case, three different men are on record for saying that after she had torn up that photo, they'd like to smack her or punch her or she deserved a spanking. That's problematic. That men men advocating for the ridiculous. abuse or punishment because a woman spoke up, that's what we should be booing. That's mm -hmm. who we should be canceling. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who we should silence. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I just feel like, and I don't know if everyone knows that her son had died by suicide last year yeah. and 18 months ago, and she recently shared that losing her son, it, it broke her soul. 
And I don't know how she passed away, but I know part of it had to be a broken heart. Broken heart. Yeah. So I, I really um, want to encourage people to listen to her song, um, Maninka. Um, hold on one second. Let me make sure I'm just saying that correctly. Um, Mendinka, excuse me, Mendinka. And I looked up what Mandinka was. And I was like, that's such a funny word. What is it? And I believe it's an, it's an African tribe. Um, and it, it, do you remember the movie in the book Roots? Um, Punta Kente, right? He was a slave that was brought over from Africa. I believe that that is the tribe that he comes from. So she wrote about really thick, important things. And she's got a lot of meanings in her stuff. And it's just a really good opportunity to dive back into her work and remember her and just remember to speak up because and not to give a fuck about what other people say. she lived her, she lived her truth and didn't oh, give a fuck. God. Oh, bless. Such bless. a loss. Such a loss. It's such a loss. Um, she got GTS. GTS. Yeah, gone too soon for sure, but glad to have had the experience to know her work and what she stood up for. So we're going to move on from one whistleblower to another. Okay. Can't, um, can't wait. To Michelle's dive into like, this okay, with Sinead, I'm ready to talk about aliens. So I'm ready. I'm listen, ready. Michelle's like, we need to talk about aliens. And I'm like, we need to talk about women empowerment first. And then we go and talk about the ding dongs. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> listen, yeah, it's, called it's, balance. Balance. It's, it's called balance. It's called balance. We know who's got what. And all is right in the world now that <laughs> yeah. we're talking about aliens. Yes. So, there's been this big new testimony of um, some very high up federal agents sitting on a panel in front of Congress being questioned and admitting to having knowledge that we have basically um, aliens, dead aliens. Yep. We know about the aliens. They're not, they're not walking amongst us, according to this gentleman. They're but we down have their bodies and they're being studied and there's all these personnel going around and they know about it. Michelle, and they what's go home going to their families. <laughs> I will tell you what, for, t- for 20 years, when I worked downtown, my, my, my work wife and I would sit at the lunch table and we, she would tell me because her father was in the military that there were aliens and know it and believe it. I remember it. you telling me that. And it's a real thing and people know, but they won't talk about it because they don't want to scare the shit out of everybody. Well, it's so funny that you say it like that because people don't seem to be scared right now. Well, people- this is the other thing. There are people, everyone has a phone, everyone has a camera in their hand at all times. And it's like, you know what I think is happening? I think that the government can't control the no. fact that this shit is and, happening. And, it's, and people are seeing things. It's like, why? what was that one with the lights with the people <laughs> dropping down? Yeah, there's a lot going on. You're right, via video. Like people, there's a lot of, and there's also people in the Navy that are saying that we've seen there was one pilot actually talking about so in the air force talking about Mm -hmm. how they were in like mach 4 wind or something like hurricane wind and they were i don't know what they were doing with their fighter jets but they were doing something and they saw other flying objects that were completely still in this so they said 0.0 speed they were just sitting in the hurricane wind going nowhere and then in a second flat, it would like zing out of the way and like pick up supersonic speed that I don't think we have capabilities of doing things like that in our country or in, on the planet. like it yet because I read a different article <laughs> where they have some um, flight objects and what do they call it? Bio... Um, bio... Bio... Bi- 
Oh God, what was that? Keep What's going. What's the word? Basically the alien, okay, in possession, but they're reverse engineering some of these um, devices that are oh, in their possession. Oh, they are, Michelle? That, and there was one pilot that shared a story that he was in his F, I think an F-150 is a truck. He I don't, was in I some sort know. of badass plane. And he said that what appeared was almost like these like wear orbs with spears inside. And he kind of looked at the guy next to him and was like, <laughs> you see you that? See He's like, yeah. <laughs> and there's wasn't really a place in where they could file that information right. to someone to say like, what are we doing about this? Yeah. I'm kind of confused on where this, the main gentleman's where he's coming from. So Oh, that's my cat meowing. That just oh, it actually wow. sounded right? like a ghost. A that actually yeah. was terrifying. Wow. So that was so David Grush, who served for 14 years as an intelligence officer for the Air Force and National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, he appeared in front of the House Oversight Committee um, to talk about this. And Michelle, you're right. He talked about non he, the, the spacecrafts did have things of non-human origins, and he kept calling it biologics. Biologics. Like, biologics. That's biologics. That's what we're calling these beings. These, these like these. I need I need information. I need, I I need to know picture. what we're looking at. I need to know like are what, they wearing pants? Like are they? I don't know if they're wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Are they because we grow, we you know, listen, we all think big eyed, big heads, little funny bodies, naked. Like, what mm. do they look like us, but they're mm. not? Do they have, like, what gen- is going genetic- what, what Do they reproduce here? at the same time, like how we do? Like, what is happening? Are we looking at ET or are we looking at um, signs? Okay, wait, mm-hmm. wait, I've got a game. What is your favorite? I know you don't like to be put on the spot, but do you have a favorite or a preferred like sci fi alien movie? Oh boy. No, E.T., those no. movies, E.T., yeah, because those <laughs> movies give me a stomachache. I shared that story in a previous recent See, episode. I love, like, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Like, I am I love apocalyptic type of film. Okay, like, who? what was the one with Will Smith? What was the uh, one with Will Smith? Not Am I. Um, no, uh, those are the Amer- robots. Amer- I Am Legend? No. No, 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 no. Oh, Independence Day. Independence Day. You with would. With what's uh, his name? <laughs> with what's his name? Me and mom used to watch it. <laughs> You would. You're such you an asshole. You would. Independence Day. Okay. For sure. Signs. Signs is so and good. Men in Black. Men in Black. I mean, they're good. Listen, they're those are good movies. Okay. So you go in one direction. I go I know, into you're the going other. In the more Signs yeah. with Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. That is oh, a. That, I remember really, that one. You know, in that film when they showed that that was like was the, that the, the big scare. Fields? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yep. That's a good one, of course. ET, um, but do Ooh, fire in the watch sky with my kids. You should watch they, that, especially good. under the current, you know. Yeah, well, oh yeah, through. everyone, listen. At this point, you might as well start watching your get, favorite get UFO movies. Get used to it. My favorite thing on TikTok right now are people being like, "So cool." Um, they're saying that aliens are real. You want to know what else is real? My phone bill, my bills I can't pay, <laughs> my medical be- bills are real. So come and get me, aliens. Just come. I live here. I'm for you. Just take us away. We maybe where you come from is better. Maybe you guys. Have a better healthcare system, oh better rights for women. It's really, I mean, and you know, you there's that's the glorious thing about TikTok is that they turn any any situation like this into something, something bigger. The some other thing satire. that the, the other exactly the other thing that people are doing that is so stupid is that they are 
like zeroing in on people sitting behind some of the Congress people or some of the the people and that pointing are no, and saying, yeah, like their eyes are turning into lizard <laughs> eyes or one guy's only blinking with his one. I'm like, that's called a tick. That's he's got some sort of like problem. He or he's got he's, a caffeine or he's yeah, like maybe out. he needs some like potassium. Like we don't, right. doctor. He's like, not an alien sitting amongst us. And if he now, is, come and get me. But, but I have an I have an tell article me, that was sent me. to me. What from? Okay, tell um, me right now. And our aliens are you going to tell me right now that aliens, aliens are, are walking among us. among us? Aliens are among us, and we're like like in human cosplay. Ants. We're like ants to them. We're like <laughs> ninny. We're like we're like useless as tits on a bowl compared to what these aliens among us are capable of doing, seeing, and what have you. I, now, I found that article to be a little bit far fetched. <laughs> Um, little fringe. <laughs> a little. We are not a fringe podcast, but, <laughs> but I will say that there are there is life elsewhere, and I want to see okay. what made a visit here and what are we working on. Okay, before we wrap this up, I have to tell you something. I was the yoga teacher to a very prominent and very <gasps> well known, right. world renowned. Um, astrologer. Astro- Surely she's seen some shit. Astronomer. Yeah, astronomer. astronomer. I know. There we go. She's, she's not, not talking to Zodiac. She is, she's nope, an astronomer. She's actually a legit freaking yeah. badass. Like she's like looking into these, like the gigantic telescopes. Giant telescopes. Like mm-hmm. she was with Jeff Bezos because he just wanted to see Saturn, like literally from the telescope that she works on. So they all met and she flew on his plane. Like she was telling me crazy stories. And so we would talk a lot. And finally, you know, I was like, okay, I have to ask you, like, this is going to st- come sound wacky, but like, do you, are there like aliens? Like I kind of like looked around and she's like, there's no evidence. But she did say, she's like, there's no, Roswell's not real. She said, she, t- I asked her specifically about Roswell, which, you know, listen, my bubble was burst. I was like, God damn it. I need you. I need is more. Roswell in like um, area, out west, the desert. Yeah, area 51. Area That's 50, like where the, yeah, they say like the little man with the Best. silver, you know, sil- like yeah. spacecraft crashed mm-hmm. and whatever. But she did say this. She goes, but there is life out there. There is. And she goes, it is sooner rather than later that we will have knowledge of it. So she wasn't saying that that she's she didn't necessarily say it does not exist we just she's saying it does exist we just don't know of it yet and then there's the other um uh physicist uh, astrophysicist what's that guy's name he was saying something about like it's pretty narcissistic to think that only humans of all that's in the galaxy upon galaxies all over the place that we can't even comprehend how big the galaxies are yeah that we are the only ones with working minds that exist it's just not like it just doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't i just hope that when we yeah what are you hoping for official connection Mm. that there is another place and there's life and maybe there's ours is like burning i just no, but i just hope that we don't do what we tried what we did originally when we came here, which was oh, just take, take everybody down. Oh, and Michelle, you know it. that's exactly what we're going to do. I just feel like that might be a little bit, you know, we've got, <laughs> di- I don't know if that will work in our favor. Well, it might I, be a little bit too big for a britches. I think so too, because one of the things that I read, someone's <laughs> like, their technology is 53,000 years ahead of ours. I was like, I, I'm I'm sorry, what? What did you, 53,000? thousand years ahead I know, of like, Well, that makes sense. That's how that, that little orb that was floating in front of that plane, I was like, that sounded to me like 53,000 years worth of further advancements than what we got going on right here. Dude, I can talk about aliens all. Do you believe in aliens? Strangely, I can too. There, I believe there is life yeah, so out I. there. And the, I just got to be careful on what sites I'm going to oh, yeah, so I don't careful. get taken down to don't the other side. Don't get taken. Side. Please don't, I don't get taken. Get, I don't no, want to. No, no. Say no. no. 
no. Let's wait, talk about our cozy. Wait, wait. I got one. More. I know you want. I know what? you want to wrap this what? up. But I've got one what? more. What? Sorry. Okay. I know you got one more. I know you were trying to rush the ending, and I'm fine with that. But people ask for longer ones. But one more question: Do you believe that the government does have physical evidence of non-human life forms and and technology? Let me rephrase your question: Do I believe that the government has knowledge and is lying to the American people <laughs> like they do every day about everything? The answer to that question yes. is yes, one thousand percent. I agree with you. Um, okay, well, only time will tell if the Sister Project will be um, podcasting um, from mm-hmm. here Beaming or Planet Zenzbiadia. <laughs> 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 All right, Michelle, what are you doing for your cozy, mindful well-being? Lauren, this should come to no surprise, but I am cozying up for every single game of the world. Cup. Oh my God, yeah. I am snugging in the comfort of my own home or with fellow soccer hooligans yep. out and about town, and I am going to cheer on my team. You know, that you, is my hooga. You did say you were going to wear your jersey today and you are a liar. Because that's because I wore it last night to the game, and I I walked you, to the do you smell? and I walked there, and I have bo because I'm a 45 year old woman, and Stinky I don't lady. know what's happening. Okay, we'll save don't worry that about it. for a different podcast. <laughs> okay, so I am doing something that um, is really oh my god, I'm I'm obsessing over it. It's really bringing out a lot of creative juices in me. I out of nowhere the other day decided I want to see if there's an app, and I knew there would be one for journaling. Um, because you know the scrolling, the bullshit. I just wanted oh, if I'm so going to pick bad. up my phone, I want to do something a little bit more productive before I start deep diving into conspiracy theories and aliens. Um, I downloaded two Penzu P E N Z U and the Five Minute Journal. Penzu is open form. It is just entry. You just write. You, you know, stream of thought. Any prompts? Kind of, nope, Any offer nope, prompts? Not okay, in this okay. one. This one is just like a journal. Only it is obviously digital. I'm loving it. I'm getting out a lot of thoughts and just getting okay. real creative. Just I like really that. thinking I like more I like outside that. the box. Like the five minute journal is prompted, and I cannot recommend it high enough. If you are looking for, listen, every day I sit and write three things I'm grateful for, three things I can do to make my day a better day today, and my daily affirmations or words to pump me up for the day. It's a game changer. This whole idea of practicing gratitude and writing it down makes me start thinking outside the box. So instead of just the, you know, the always, oh, my baby, my home and my husband or my body, whatever, I'm really, and they say, get specific really think about what is it you're grateful for and why. And it's, it is so cozy and it is extra fucking mindful. Sounds fucking cozy. Yeah. Sounds link fucking cozy apps. and mindful. Love that one. All right, you guys. I wow. know this was a long one. It's a good one as always. One. And like yep. I'm, my new tagline, we consume content so you don't have to, but you can if <laughs> <And>. you want. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Stay cozy, everybody. Fun fact. Did you know that I actually hate filling my car up with gas? I don't. Seriously, you didn't know that? No. Oh my Lord. It's I'm a total avoider. I am the queen of running on empty. Running on empty. I actually have a friend (laughs) who I share the same disdain with over and we exchange photos of our gas gauges when they're on E. Oh, that's an interesting text message. But Michelle, what is the point of your story? Ah, That's right. My point. Okay. I don't think I had one. Oh, yeah, I did. All right. (laughs) I will say, since we're on the topic of automobiles, I actually love going to our local neighborhood auto repair shop for all of my maintenance. Oil changes, digital inspections, the whole bit. The name of my spot is called Vapel Auto Repair, and it's right here in LaGrange Park. It's one of the most lovely, friendly, inviting places I have ever had my car serviced. 
Wow. Well, Vapel Auto sounds like a dream come true, but I need you to tell me a bit more about this digital inspections you speak of. I would love to. Digital inspections are super cool. This is where the mechanics take photos and videos of the areas specifically concerned within your vehicle so the customer can see exactly what's going on under the hood. Okay, I appreciate this so much because I don't have a clue what's going on underneath Yeah, there. you and me both. <laughs> Not only is Vapel Auto an independent, family-owned and operated auto repair shop, Vapel is a NAPA-approved auto care center. However, the part I love most about the Palo Alto is that you are actually invited to snuggle up in their cozy waiting room and sip on a hot beverage while you wait for your car's service to be completed. Doesn't that sound delightful? An auto shop that is cozy too? Oh my God, Vapel Auto sounds like my kind of auto repair shop. Listener, if you are local or live near the west suburbs of Chicago and in need of a reputable mechanic that cares about your car and your cozy, mindful well-being, then schedule an appointment at VapelAuto.com or call 708-352-8800. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at, at the Sister Proj and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Mm-hmm.